You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Lynn Roberts works with Square Books in Mississippi. Thank you for joining me, Lynn. Pleasure to be here. Lynn, tell me a little bit about Square Books. How long has this uh, bookstore been in business in its this current location? Did it have a previous incarnation? It did have a previous incarnation. Richard and Lisa Howarth opened up Square Books in 1979 in um, a second story on the square in Oxford, and then in 1986, he bought an old drugstore building on the square, which had um, two floors, and including a first floor, and moved to that location. And over the years, now we've spread out a little bit more. Now we have two other buildings on the square. Um, Oxford is an old-timey southern town with a courthouse in the middle of the square, and that's where square and books comes from. And um, so now we have a um, children's store, which is called Square Books Junior, and it's all children's um, books. Uh, and then there's another store called All Square Books, which is in a bit of a transi- transition right now. We use it for our event space. It has been our um, sort of our bargain and used book place as well, but we've decided that we've kind of run out of room at the main store. And what we're going to do is um, expand, move some of our sections over to Off Square Books, and it will be more of a sort of a lifestyle store. And, and now, so there, there are two, uh, you have two. Um, Spaces within, I guess, line of sight of one another. Is that how this works? There are actually three buildings. Three and buildings. They're all on the square, uh-huh. and and you can, you know, they're sort of triangulated, so you can see they're not next door to each other, but it's, it was the best we could do. So, um, but they all, it's really it's three buildings. It still remains one store. We have one inventory system, and we're all connected the miracle of the internet but um uh it but to just sort of the casual observer it, it does look like there are three different stores that's a square in the main. that's a really unusual arrangement uh, it is <laughs> you know they say about necessity so um uh, well go could, ahead yes yeah hello um yeah. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you uh, stock your children's store? Is that who who selects that, and how has that grown your business? Um, it it has been really really fun. Right after um, Richard Hogworth is now the mayor of Oxford, and um, the right after not soon after he was not too long after he was elected. Um, we had talked about for years about looking for a sort of separate space for the children's section, and mm-hmm. um, the space became available. So uh, he he became mayor, and then we opened up a kids store, and um, it is 
it's it's been really fun. Um, the one one great thing about that store is the staff is really terrific over there. We decided early on that we really wanted people that were going to be children specialists. So the rest of the store really is staffed by general booksellers, but the children's store is really people that are are specialists in children's literature, and um, a, a lot of them have been there since since we first opened that store, and um, we had a manager there for a while, and um, but she went off to become an editor, and uh, one of the um, sort of more experienced staff members became the buyer over there, and they buy much as we do in the main store, you know, very personally. They, they think about their customers, their regulars, it's what they like, and they think about what um, the people that come to the store really like, and um, that's that's how they do the buying over there, and um, and it's worked out great, and it's uh, it's a really fun, lively place. Uh, we actually had a party last week was the end of school, so we had um, some. Uh, DJs come in like old school, like with the uh, with the record players and and doing the scratching and the rapping and everything. And it's a little bit corny, but yes, the name of the party was "It's a Rap" and <laughs> for the last day of school. And so that was that was a lot of fun. We were we were um, we were launching our um, uh, summer reading stimulus program, which is kind of based on the economic stimulus. And we had these checks that we gave out that look sort of like that. But um, but anyhow, it's it's really lively. It's a lot of fun, and the staff is really knowledgeable, and um, they have a great time over there. Well, this is a really interesting setup. Now, you have a, a big space for events. Uh, how do you get your events? You're an independent bookstore. Do you have to compete with the chains or... Do the authors who come through town know that Square Books is the place to be? Well, we, you know, we we're in Oxford, Mississippi, which is a lovely, you know, a lovely place in Mississippi. But you sort of have to mean to get to Oxford. You don't. It's <laughs> not really on the way to any place except for the University of Mississippi, which is also here. Um, we don't really, so we don't really compete with any chain stores. The University. Um, bookstore is is a Barnes and Noble College store um, with a small kind of trade section. But uh, other than that, we don't have a large chain store that's within 30 miles of us. That's so fortunate. We're, we're not really competing that way. Uh, when Richard opened the store in 1979, you know, that was he immediately began inviting authors to come. Um, read their sign at Square Books, and um, just over the years, we've established a, lo- a lot of re- you know really close relationships with the authors. And um, he's, you know, Richard Haworth continues to be really active and and sort of the literary world. And um, so we have these long-time relationships with the authors. Um, Oxford is a really a literary town. There are a lot of authors here, and a lot of them have friends. And so 
that's another way that um, we have people come visit us. And um, but we've also worked with publishers and published this over the years. So um, we really just have a lot of uh, kind of long-term, strong relationships. I think is how, how it goes. You mentioned that the University of Mississippi was nearby. Do they have a press, and and do you work with them, you know, to publicize their books and and bring their authors out? Yes. Well, uh, Mississippi has actually uh, three major universities in the state, and the one that's in Oxford is the University of Mississippi, also known as Ole Miss. Now, there is a press in Mississippi called the University Press of Mississippi. Um, its budget, um, actually, it, it operates not 100% independently, but pretty closely. Uh, and then the small portion of its budget that's not funded by its, its own profit comes from the three universities' budgets. And um, and it's called the University Press of Mississippi, and they 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 do some really terrific books, and we do um, work with them to promote those books. Um, one 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 of the first books that they did that I remember that was um, was really a fine book um, and did not look at all like a university book was Eudora Welty's photographs, and they reproduced. Um, her photographs, and until and, and that time, really, no one knew about her history as a photographer, and it's really a fascinating book. Um, and um, they, they, have, uh, they do books on all sorts of subjects, too. They have also have had the series called Conversations With, which has been um, conversations with writers and, and compiled interviews and... Um, Different authors, uh, even some like you know movie people, um, directors, and um, things like that. So um, it's it's really it's a fine press, and they are um, a delight to work with. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about you. You mentioned in the email you sent me that you were headed out to BEA, and that's a pretty big deal. Tell me what BEA is to you. That's that's all out in Los Angeles. It's seems right. is it really relevant to you? Uh, well, yes, it is. You know, I I've been I've worked at the bookstore since like 1988. And uh, really, since the early 90s, I've been going to BEAs or, or ABAs, conventions as they were known back then. And uh, I, I view it as a great opportunity for, for many different reasons. One is I get to see my peers and colleagues and talking to other independent booksellers all over the country. I, it, Without exception, I've come home from every convention with some sort of idea of something new to do or a way to do something differently or basically some idea that I stole from someone. And, um, that's, and, and that's, that's wonderful to um, kind of get together with this you know, community of independent booksellers and um, there are, you know, just sort of random people that you meet um, from all over the world, really. Uh, I also love to get to see many um, 
of the people of the publishers face to face. It's it's um, these are people that I work with a lot on with the email and talk to occasionally, and it's really nice to to um, be able to see them in person. And then when you get the publishers and the booksellers together, um, you know, new new ideas come out. We um, we we try to take advantage of as many sort of educational sessions and um, as we can when we're there and meet as many authors as we can and basically you know, pack everything we can into every minute of the day. So I I um I I think it's great to be able to largely be there in person. You know, it's you never know what's going to happen, and mostly it's good. Tell me, you're, you say that uh, Oxford is an out-of-the-way town. What books are in? It sounds like you have a really a personalized sales approach on, on all your in all your stores. So, what books that are coming out or have recently come out are books that that fit Oxford's and Square Books? Um, well, one. Um one book that is that I'm really looking forward to is happening immediately when we get back. It's Johnny Miles or Jonathan Miles' book. It's called Dear American Airlines, and uh, Houghton Mifflin is publishing it. Johnny actually lived here and worked at the um, the uh, Oxford Eagle, which is the local newspaper, some years ago, and. Um, and he's been writing reviews and writing for magazines and the New York Times um, for a while now. And so we, I was really excited to see this novel, and I really thought it was terrific. It's a great, uh, it's a uh, screed, I guess. Uh, it's, a, it's written in the form of an, a very angry letter to Dear American Airlines when he gets, um, when he misses uh, his flight, when his flight is canceled and Turns out to be, you know, very important flight for him, and and it ends up talking about his whole life, and uh, it's really original and really a delight to read. Um, so that's happening. Is yeah, it's as soon as um, as soon as we come back. That's like on June fourth. So um, we just had Tony Horwitz here. Um, with his new book, um, A Voyage Long and Strange. And he's, uh, I've been a fan of his since he wrote Confederates in the Attic. And I just love his great way that he writes about kind of history then and now and kind of blends like what's happening now and all the strange and wonderful experiences he has when he's traveling around trying to get a handle on them. So um, those are those are two of the books at the very top of my list uh, at this moment. So we have we have a lot going on, and um, there um, the Johnny Miles book is going to be really big for Oxford because of his um, well because of his connection to Oxford, but also because it's a great book. You know the book selling climate that we we hear a lot about how people don't read as much and and you know book sell, sales are down, um, but no, I, most of the 
uh, booksellers I talk to seem very upbeat, and, and you do as well. So tell me, is it really that bad, or is it just uh, maybe a, a nice way to, to cast a news item? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, we've been talking about this for years, um, about, you know, gosh, for, forever about, you know what's what's the new? You know the world is going to change, and books as we know it are going to be gone, and 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 maybe so, but uh, I I still haven't seen what the replacement is, and so um, I'm I'm still a fan of books, and I I think most people well not most people are, but I I think a lot of people still are, and you know it's a very um, of tactile thing, and uh, I, I think people still like to shop. They like to look at books, and I I think there's a lot I to the smell of a bookstore too. Pardon me. The smell of a bookstore. The smell. Yeah. I, I, well, I, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just unearthed a, an. Uh, like 25-year-old uh, Robert Heinlein paperback, and it just had a, 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 a smell like, wow, this is just takes me back. Uh, and, yeah. and I think there's a, a lot of that. And, and also, books are a, a robust technology. It's 500 years old, and nobody's managed to replace it yet. I mean... That, that's true. Um, but, you know, with the children's bookstore, again, I see... Um, I see um, the kids... Now, I see a lot of interest. We have, um, you know, we have, of course, small children. We have these reading groups. Uh, we have story times twice a week, and those are like the toddlers. And then we see, you know, kind of older kids come in. But we also have two book clubs, and those are, um, the, we, there's one for 8, eight to 10 and one that's uh, 10 to like 13. Or fourteen, and uh, they get together once. A, they read a book and get together once a month, and at the bookstore, and, and we have somebody on the staff that is a facilitator, and and uh, there's so much enthusiasm around that group that um, it 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 gives me great hope to see the future. Now, figure you know once they get into the you know get their driver's license. Um, they're going to be lost for a few years, <laughs> but we still have a lot of readers that are even, you know, even that age. But um, um, so I, I'm, I'm not going to just sit around and wring my hands and worry about it. Um, we just kind of see what happens. But uh, gosh, I hope for this next generation that that they still do have books because. They would be missing so much. It sounds like with uh, your help, they, they certainly will have books. I've been speaking with Lynn Roberts. She works with Square Books. Thank you for joining me, Lynn. Oh, it's been my pleasure. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.